Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Laudenslager, and every single week I sit down with a friend and we drink a few beers. This week, Nate is here. Oh, you call me your friend. Oh, you are my friend. <laughs> you're here. Wouldn't you like to be my friend too? <laughs> you're uh, you're in the studio with us. Yeah, dude. Live. First time on the show. Live. Long time listener, first time caller. And, well, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Right. If only you could get your tele thingy working. Your T1 line. Oh, yeah. Mega Studio. Yeah. That's uh, future plans. <laughs> if you want to help out the show, patreon.com slash no expert show. Boom. He Do just it. dropped it. Mm, it's called a plug. First five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me money. Usually I wait till like 40, 40 minutes in before I'm going to Patreon. But yes, uh, you should. You should do that, people. Because yeah, I don't like ads, and you guys don't like ads, so no. we're not going to have ads on the show. Then you'll have to listen to my terrible radio ads from back in the day for things like Jumpy's Inflatable Fun LLC. <laughs> <laughs> live live ad reads? Or oh my so god, fun. it was everything. We'll have to take up those archives during the break and I'll, play those. I'll find you one. <laughs> I'll, I'll like slide it into the show as like a fake ad. I don't think the company exists anymore. So, um, so Nate, you brought over three beers. I did. This week. I did. Props to my sister, Linda. Um, she, hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Um, she had her husband courier beers to me last week while I was down in Ohio mm. uh, at the Ohio State spring game. Go Bucks. Um, that's going to get cut out. <laughs> <laughs> My parents just cheered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, she, she brought me down like a case of craft brew. Um, she knows that I'm a brewer, that I just enjoy all things alcohol related generally speaking um so there were a lot of one-offs in there so i brought a couple of those over cool and you're you're like a beer you're like a craft beer guy i am a craft beer guy like at the level of me how many beers that we've probably tried indeed in like all of existence in the last month yes that's true no i was just telling chris that my uh i I keep my bottle caps because I'm in the process of making a fold down pong table in my because I'm a craft beer right. bro. Oh, okay. Craft I see. Bro. Slash brewer. Brewer. Slash enthusiast. Brewer, bro. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm saving those to imprint in the top of my fold down pong table. And you're going to like pour you like pour something on them like a resin maybe yeah. or like put them in between like a plexi or I, we'll see i i'm the diy guy i mean literally as i've been refinishing my entire house it's been how do i do this do, 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 do. youtube yeah. yep basically <laughs> yeah so our first one is from harpoon brewery out of boston massachusetts this is their 100 barrel series kettle cup winner 2015 called braggot rights and this is According to the blurb on the bottle, which I always find hilarious, a big juicy double IPA juicy. with inf- was infused with wildflower honey to create this uniquely balanced braggot. I think the last braggot we had on the show was from Rogue last mm. fall, maybe. Mm. Uh, Marion Berry braggot was that particular beer. I would itself. expect that to be all up in my face, being a braggot. Well, being a Rogue beer. Anyway. Yes. Mm. Um. Although I have to say wildflower honey, like honey and beer to me is such a wonderful mating of great things. Yeah. Usually all in the nose. Sometimes though it can be a little overpowering if it's like a a cheapy, cheapy honey, but what's, what's the nose? This does not smell cheapy. This has a lot of like rose. Ooh, I'm Mm -hmm. getting away from my grain. It has like a lot of... It's a good sound. <laughs> I know, you, can't, you can't see me as I'm like, cupping my cup right now like coffee. Okay. You don't need no. to inhale it through your no, nose. No, no. Um a lot of like a lot of floral. Yeah. Really sweet. Like smell. Mm. I mean the honey is definitely coming through in the nose, yeah. like I would expect it to. I mean, color you're probably looking at mm, generally darkish amber yeah still picking up a lot of bubbles from the bottom it's like yeah. a, almost a champagne i wonder if it's still got some live yeast in it mm. that'd be awesome. delicious yeah all right let's try here we go whoa mm-hmm. initial impressions 
why the fuck did she only send me a bottle of this? <laughs> this is good. This as is hell. really good. This is really good. Um, holy honey. Um, it's super, it's almost like, um, like we were talking about the honey ale earlier, the white house honey ale, um, minus the hop characteristic of it. Like it's, it's very ale Yeah. Um, when they say, when they describe it as juicy IPA, I kind of see I what they're it. saying. Yeah. It's, it's definitely doesn't have that like suck your tongue dry. Right. Um, there's like enough kind of mouth feel there that right. it kind of sits but it's got like I, I think what we're seeing like in the glass, like the the bubbliness of it, like it's got like a champagne dryness to it. Yeah, it's uh, like a effervescent almost, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, damn, this stuff's on point. Um, yeah, and this is what how, this is eight eight percent forty IBU. So I think the alcohol in it's giving a little bit of that dryness. The yeah. IBU. So I, I was I was telling Chris I was concerned about the IBUs being so low on this for a quote unquote DIPA like a double IPA. Um, I don't know that I can call this like a double IPA. It's Based on just flavor profile, flavor color. Like I would expect a double IPA to be much darker than this from an like a, an ale standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it's it's more IPA from the standpoint of when hops were added. So right, which is I guess most of the time it's during brewing process is when they kind of set whatever style name they're going to do, and mm-hmm. then whatever ends up at the end, they said, "Well, we were we brewed it like a double IPA, but it kind of turned out like this." So all right, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's very well balanced. I think mm-hmm. um, I'm not getting a ton of hop character, which. But it's. I yeah, think it's, it's okay for it, though. I agree. Like, if you, like, breathe out a little bit and, like, kind of let it just chill on your tongue for a minute, like, you, like after the beer has gone away, then I get, like, a little hot bitterness, like, middle of the tongue, not back of the throat. Like, it's balanced. It's not in your face, for yeah. sure. And I think the, the honey adds a little of, like, an earthy note to it. Because I think as much, like, mm-hmm. floral stuff that we're getting from the nose that earthy note kind of balances out. Mm-hmm. It's really, I think for me, it's really well balanced. Yeah. And I talk about this on, on, a, on previous shows, especially when we did our Trappist show, how some beers, like we try to dissect them and go through and like, be like this flavor, this flavor, this flavor. Right. This one, you can do that. It's enough. There's enough room in between the tastes mm-hmm. that you could probably, you know, detect different notes if you were really, you know, picky. But for me, this one works really well just as a good beer. Beer, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's more flavorful than a like a big C beer. Certainly, I mean, nothing's hard to beat that. But yeah. but um, no, it's it does. It's just it's got a nice like the malt in it is really roasty, but it's not full of malt. Like it's. The, the booziness of it kind of helps offset the malt of it. Like, yeah. You know how malt can sometimes, like, just take over and just yeah. make it so it's creamy? Yeah, it's just so viscous. Yeah, like, this is, like, summer beer, Yeah, surprisingly, because um, I wouldn't have thought that picking up the bottle. No, this looks very kind of put it away on your cellar shelf somewhere and, like, <laughs> open it up during the winter time <laughs> and, like... Yes, pass that bottle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think this is... Definitely, now you're probably going to be like, mm. with it being so fancy bottle, you know, one-off, small batch, mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed in it. Oh, no. A really? Just because... How do you really feel? Well, it, it's good. <laughs> it is very good. Uh-huh. It is very well balanced. I like all the, the flavors that I'm tasting in it. You were just expecting something like unique. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I it, got it feels very mm, off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. feels like something that I've had before. Mm-hmm. It tastes like something I brewed before, honestly. But it's not like wow, this is a. Spe- I mean, it's. I, I it's, don't want to know how much she spent on this. It's like hand, it looks like it's been like hand numbered on the label. Like we we're you know trying to read about the event. It's some kind of like brewers. Session 53 is on there. I don't know what that means. Something. It just looks like some kind of very one-off sort of 
beer that is just kind of like oh oh yeah um, like if i if i have to compare it to like a bigger brewer uh new belgian does lips of faith mm-hmm. which is their kind of like one-offs what's make a random right thing mm-hmm. and i have loved every single one of the lips of faith series that's come out and they're limited release most of the time right that feels like special because they're they're really interesting. Sometimes they're really, really good, and sometimes they are. They can be really weird. Right. Coconut curry beer mm. from season one. If you want to go back and listen on to the I show do from last year, that one that I was driving and it made me want chicken tikka masala. Really yeah, badly. it's that's in a beer. <laughs> like you don't. That is for me a, a very unique beer. Okay. That is like my idea of if you're going to do a one-off, do something really, really crazy. Right. Okay. Where this is good, it mm-hmm. is very solid. Yeah. But it's not crazy enough okay, so, for me. So beer guy to beer guy question. Do you seek out the stuff that is like crazy or do you like go after a particular style more often than not? Oh, I do. It is, it is the crazier the better. Hmm, okay. If I can find something unique, because the amount of beers that I've had. Right. I have had every single, you know, lager style quote-unquote or ipa style quote-unquote or porter style or stout style right, right. there's i we've, i've gone through the gambit of sure. something that's like uh dragon's milk from two item it's or to guinness which is like the wimpiest of stouts oh my god your guys thing on guinness blonde made me crap my pants it was so funny <laughs> it was like lol Kenneth uh, tried to make a blonde it was not good um <laughs> but i mean you it's like all of that kind of stuff right so when i go into a store mm. i'm looking at label especially i'm looking at brewery most of the, t- of the time okay more recently i'm loving evil twin mm. they he well, he technically right. has some because he's the one who uses people's like right he's the gypsy just, brewer yeah, yeah, yeah. so he does some really really unique stuff mm-hmm. That is maybe on the more expensive side, but really interesting. If it's worth it. Yeah. Um, Compared to maybe going to like a local place like Sun King. Mm -hmm. Love Sun King to death. Oh, yeah. But We Mac and... Dude, I get so tired of like cream ale. Let me get get some cream ale because I don't want beer that's really gonna like upset my tummy. Like, uh, okay, I understand. But when when they like come and tell me that like cream ale is like their their rotating on tap Sun King, I literally want to smack people. Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, (laughs) as we're talking about trying to keep it like Eh, PG thirteen. No, but seriously, like, like. Cream ale is the most boring beer ever. Yeah, like, it is. It I, totally is. And I don't hate Sun King. Like, Sun King dudes, like... They do some I, good down, stuff. Like, Local, I, I actually yeah. know a couple of them. Like, they're really great guys, but, like... I, I mean, like, give me Fistful of Hops any day over Cream Ale. Yeah. Like, because it's way more interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's always... I'm always trying to do unique stuff, and I always recommend unique stuff to people, because that's what kind of, like, breaks them out of the box of when they walk into a store and i overhear them saying talking to like the the sales associate they're like well i really like uh two-hearted and i really like ipas and i'm like have you ever tried a sour have you ever tried a triple is there you know blonde ales have you ever tried a lighter porter or something Mm -hmm. like that where that's kind of like my mission and goal of like with this show is to say okay here's normal beers that you probably are okay with that are I like to use the term unoffensive sure. to something that's going to be like a sriracha beer mm-hmm. that you would probably never try. Mm, I would try that. Sounds good. I slather things in sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so in fairness then to the listeners all over the world, shout out to the foreign listeners. Oh, hi. Hi, uh, Ireland and Sweden. Yeah. Getting back to my Irish roots there. I don't know. I guess I'll probably slam some Jameson tonight when I get it. There you go. Anyway, Perfect. In your honor. No. And Switzerland? Sweden. Oh, Sweden. I think Sweden. One, one person from Sweden. Sweden. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. We're no, okay. So, like, in, in fairness to your listeners, then, with whom you want to equip, um, like, similarities, like, what, what kind of, like, mainstream, like, crafty but not, like, quote-unquote offensive like what would you compare this to Mm. like if we were trying to recommend this to somebody you know some right because it's going to be probably you're probably not going to be able to find this Mm. unless you are really looking very hard yeah i don't know how available this is 
Um, I mean, Harpoon's available, but right. this is definitely like kind of their one offer. I think Lagunitas sucks almost mm. for me. Yeah. Which was Lagunitas like, ooh, we fucked up beer. Which actually ended which up Which really was fucking. really good. <laughs> um, it's probably close to the point of this one for me. I mean, it, it, is, it is different, but yeah. I think, like, IPA level of bitterness and kind I wouldn't of mellow. call this an IPA. No. I, I'm totally divorced hop, from this. Hop character. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm glad that they chose not to call it, like, that they called it a bracket, not an IPA, because I would slap somebody at Tarkin. Yeah. It's like, mm, try again. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on this beer? Um... Would buy it again. Would buy it if I saw it just to have like a bottle or two around. Mm-hmm. Would love it cold on a hot day. Yeah. And while it's forgettable, it is still excellent. Cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break, grab our second beer, and check on my lasagna, and then be right back. Until there's nothing left worth winning. Hey, welcome back to I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Laudenslager. I'm Nate Broad. Hi, Nate. <laughs> hey. Um, Nate brought over three uh, grab bag beers. Grab we call it the, bra- the grab bag episode. Uh, three random beers. This second one is La Fin du Monde. La Fin du Monde. Yeah. En uh, français. En français. <laughs> uh, it- well. Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> Uh, it is a Belgian triple at a yes. 9% ABV out of Quebec, Avi. Oh, shit. Really? It's out of Quebec? <laughs> Apparently. By... Um, Bless it. Unibre... I don't know. I can't pronounce that brewery. Just... I don't know. Unibroke. Unibroke. Now, here's a question. This was a... Unibroke. <laughs> for all y'all Americans out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, cork top, which yeah. I always find interesting when beers do the cork top thing. Chris actually took it off with a saber. Ching! He didn't. <laughs> you just crack the top. Apparently, you crack the top of the bottle when you do that. Right. I have never done that before, and we do not advise that on I'm No Experts. <laughs> Open your beers responsibly. <laughs> they did tell us what kind of glass we should be drinking it out of. I know. Where's, where's my tulip? <laughs> I do have a sign to it if you want, <laughs> if you want to do it. Uh, I do like how much information is on the back of this label, though. So it's like, it has like an exploding cork. It says, <laughs> attention, pressurized contents. <laughs> it has a crossed out uh, like Pilsner glass, and it has a tulip next to it that's like smiling. And then it says, reefer mented on yeast based it's supposed to say re-fermented but mm-hmm. it says reefer hyphen mented <laughs> oh those crazy mm. french <laughs> <laughs> it is legal there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. i've had this before the excellence of triple fermentation through mm. a blend of special yeast gives this malt beverage le fin du monde the end of the world an exquisitely robust flavor of exceptional refinement Ooh. At nine percent, it better. It's very fancy. and if it doesn't fuck it, you're going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's very high class. It's very mm. fancy. Um, yeah, Belgian triples for me are always on point. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, any Belgian style. That was my first like Belgian. So when I lived in Luxembourg, my the introduction to craft beer actually helped happened in um, Bruges. Mm. So like I hadn't like I had like I don't know, pilsners there and stuff like that and then we went to Bruges and I had um, uh, De Have Moon oh, okay um, which actually they're launching in the U S here shortly but it's a, a craft brewery in Belgium in Bruges um, and it's it's on point like, yeah good stuff and I was like oh there's a world of beer outside of Coors Bud hmm. whatever the third one is Miller BMC yeah BMC Bud, Bud Miller Coors yeah. Yeah, 
<laughs> that is a that is a show but, idea. But we're, we're American uh, bears. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, prost. Or wait, in French, it would be chin chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. Is that the yeah? Kampai. Kampai. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh god, it's so good. Yeah, it's Easty. just got so much more going on. Oh yeah, than even the previous one. I know, and I wanted to like that one. Well, it's it's interesting how the whole like trend. I think the the past couple of years with craft beer trends has been like overly hop. Yeah, like let's just add hops to everything because That's for most people, call, yeah. it's completely opposite of like a BMC beer. Mm-hmm. And then you get something like this, which has no hop character to it, right? But is really, really interesting. Yeah. And I think a lot of craft brewers are starting to kind of go out of the let's just add more hops to it, but let's kind of look at our fermentation process, look at our yeast strains, look at our kind of our malts, and and dive a little bit deeper. Yeah, which is like a little refreshing. Because you get these old world beers, which is a lot of the Belgians are just feel old world. I yeah. feel like oh, this harkens back to your episode on uh, the Trappist. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just want to go have all these Trappist beers. Oh now. yeah, because it is it, it, it just feels like traditional what beer was kind of meant to be almost yeah. as like a pinnacle of like it has to have these three things right like the german beer law yeah. yeah and then they and they kind of like refined it refined it refined it over hundreds of years and kind of got to just like they those trappist beers they have not changed the recipe in probably decades right millennia which makes them that much cooler honestly so anyway about this this beer, this beer. <laughs> I'm like trying to smell something unique. Like it, it's it doesn't have like it, it has a Belgian smell to me. Like yeah. I mean, as somebody who drinks a lot of beer, yeasty. Yeah, yeasty. Um, pretzely. That's what I get. Yeah, like a honey wheat pretzel. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so that's like my go to right now while I'm drinking beers lately has been the honey wheat twists. Oh, oh, dude, palate cleansing and delicious. Pretzels are. My top beer munching food. Oh, yeah. You have to. The best. Yeah. uh, I'm getting a little, like, kind of a little banana esters, a little bit Mm. to it, but not not too much. Yeah. Light. I could see that. I think that, like, you know, this would be something we were talking about in that first segment about, like, beers that you would recommend to somebody who wasn't a craft beer head. Yes. You know, somebody like us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, this, I I honestly think, like, this is a really great intro beer. um, Because it just, it it heightens all the characteristic of what you would want out of, like, these quote-unquote BMC beers. Like, the malt flavor of it. Is just whoa, <laughs> real time with Nate Brown. <laughs> um, the um, like the malt characteristic of it is very mouth filling. Um, it's it's warm throughout your mouth. It's bready in that respect. Like that's definitely like the yeastiness of it comes through in the bread flavor to me. Yeah. Um, but that's also got to do a lot, I think, with the malts that they use. Like these are really pale malts. Um, I mean, you can tell just by the color, color wise, this is like, a, um, it, it's darker than a Pilsner, but not a whole lot darker. Um, but it's not very clear either. No, it's definitely clouded. And I think the fact that they re-ferment it on a yeast cake in the bottle is important. Um, which incidentally is I think why they use cork because cork allows some, some oxygen to right. escape or CO2 rather. Um, but yeah, like I mean it's it's good, it's balanced. I mean, it's boozy, like don't get me wrong, 9% you're not fucking around, no. but it's not it's not boozy like a barley wine's boozy. Like right. you don't taste all the alcohol in the front. You don't get it in the nose like you would with a lot of other ones. Um but you'll be able to tell by the end of this bottle that it's a boozy. Oh beer. yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. one will put you on your ass, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's it's uh it's one that for me, there's a lot of times when like a higher ABV beer can like lift a lot of flavors out, mm. 
where if this was like a lower ABV, same stuff in it, mm-hmm. if we could like science it up a little bit, it would be a little too heavy. Where it's, Which you could. I mean, yeah. incidentally, as somebody who I, I'm a home brewer as well, like you could short this beer, albeit it would be kind of dangerous, but you could like stop fermentation earlier and not triple ferment it like they do here. And you would get all the roundness of the malt with none of the yeasty, like bready, yeah. plus this awesome head, which is maintaining like incredibly well. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of the the cork beers that I find just have more head in general. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's almost independent from style. Mm-hmm. It just is kind of. A thing. A thing that I noticed. Like, hey, I have this cork, so I'm just going to give a little... Oh, mm. I mean, you may retain some <laughs> Pump the brakes. <laughs> Girl, slow your roll. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, I to- totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah it's, it is delicious, yeah. I would say. I would definitely put it above the first one. Um, yeah. Just, the, the other one, I mean, it, it had d- a different flavor to it. I mean, this is, like, discernibly more malty, definitely more yeasty, like, way more bread in this. Like, I get, you know, a lot of Wonder Bread in this beer. Oh, yeah. Um, But I kind of love that about it. God, it's been so long since I've had this, and it's such a good beer. I forgot how much I love it. And it's readily available, too. Oh, yeah. You should be able to find this, like, not even at Giant you know, craft brew shops, but I mean, this is pretty much everywhere. A lot of places, well, not a lot, but like a good bar probably has this on tap. Too. Yeah. Or at least like if you're in a craft beer bar, they now will just stock bombers like this mm-hmm. and you can just, yeah. If you have a chum Lee's near you, I'm sure they probably have yeah. this around or like Hopcat does it down in broad ripple. Um, but yeah, it's good job, Canada. <laughs> I yeah, that's like against everything in me to say. Sorry, Canadian listeners. I don't know if America. I have any. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but Jake. the Quebecois. I, okay, so knowing that the Quebecois are pretentious, mm-hmm. would you call this a pretentious beer? Mm, by looks alone, yes. Right. But by flavor, like I said before, it's an it's old approachable. world. It's approachable. It's an old world beer. It just feels really solid. Yeah. Just like they've spent a lot of time refining. And you know what? You know what I just recognized? And I only just recognize. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. Um, ale brewed with spices. You know what this beer has in it that the other one didn't? That I'm tasting now that I that somebody said spices coriander mm. boom yeah. it's there coriander and beer ladies and gentlemen is the best thing ever but don't put it like don't put it on <laughs> your beer <laughs> do not salt your beer with coriander no beer Oof. that's brewed with coriander though it just has this like amazing smoothness and like depth of flavor like if it is what sage or like bay leaf is to food yes coriander is to beer in my opinion that most people forget it but you don't when it's when it's there Mm. you don't notice it but when it's not it is a big difference it just it it changes everything it changes the whole complexity yeah but that's this totally yeah boom yeah that's the thing now have you seen um these beer additives so it's basically like, like you can take a like a BMC beer, mm-hmm. and it's like a little Mio uh, oh little God, thing, and you thing put, you put it into your how to make your shit beer taste better. That's, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be, apparently. Oh no! And I wanted to try to find them, and I can't find them. I have to order them online somewhere. But it is this weird like science experiment. All the reviews say it is a complete. Good sounds like shit. But I kind of want to just. <laughs> experiment and see what would happen yeah. if have me back for that show okay because i'll probably crap all over them but oh i will too but i just want to see what 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 difference could taking a beer that's already brewed finalized and adding something to it so after you add fact. it after well okay so that's interesting so i did i do cider as well as beer um like in my home brewing because cider's super easy like mm-hmm. run out grab five gallons of apple juice like as long as it's decent quality and throw some yeast on it and poof done you have magical adult apple juice later right shout out to michael jackson 
<laughs> but but seriously so like i was experimenting with my ciders and i actually back flavored one okay um this the uh, two ciders ago um and it was peach i back flavored it with peach mm-hmm. it was awful by Ooh. the way um i i wanted to love it it got better with time surprisingly because cider usually doesn't change a lot in complexity um but I had never tried adding a flavor after the fact. And the tough part about it for me was, like, I've thought about, um, like, I have some good friends who brew, and, like, we dry hop, and we'll, you know, hop or dry fruit on top of beer and stuff right. like that. And and that's fine. Like, that adds a lot of really great flavor, like, in the bottle. But doing it after something's finished fermentation, like, or at least, like, while the major fermentation has ended, totally changes the characteristics of everything. Like, you get all the unnaturalness of Mm -hmm. that flavor so i wonder if that would come through with your beer additive bo instead of mio bo no thank you i say no um yeah do you have any other uh, final thoughts on la fin du monde if you've never tried craft beer try this because you'll be like you know what there's more to beer than what i've been drinking this is just good shit absolutely yeah yep i agree boom all right we're gonna take our second quick break um and get our third and final beer and then we'll be right back and in the meantime you should go to patreon.com <laughs> slash no expert show <laughs> plug <laughs> i mean that's what i'm here for Welcome back to I'm No Experts. <laughs> I can't. You can't. Uh, third segment. Hi, Nate. What up, yo? You're still here. The Findu has attacked my eyeballs, and oh. they're starting to get big. <laughs> uh, we're on our third and final beer for the uh, afternoon. This is Idle Time IPA by Crop Bistro and Brewery out of Vermont. Stowe, Vermont. Ooh. Stowe. Stowe. Is that a real place? Mm -hmm. I don't believe you. Dude, Vermont is like... (laughs) All right, so my my sister, who, bless her heart, sent all these beers to us. Props, Linda. What up? Hi, Linda. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Linda. (laughs) So Stowe is like near them. But like every place in Vermont, like you have to drive through any place that's on the map to get to another place in Vermont. Okay. There's this wonderful little bakery in Virgin's. It's called Virgin. Again, I don't virgins. think it, I don't think it's a real place. Um, <laughs> no, literally, like you think of like what you want a French bakery to look like. You walk into this place and it's stupid. It's just like it's everything. Yeah, it is the most hipster of places. Like it's so pretentious without being pretentious. Mm. The dog comes out from behind the bakery case to like oh, greet you, God. and the guy speaks with a French accent, and, like because because <laughs> literally he's from Paris and. They make the best fucking croissants you've ever had in your life. And croissant. Croissant de beer. Oui. <laughs> um, yeah, that, like that's Vermont. And they do everything at five miles an hour. So when my ass goes up there in my fucking Kia Soul, I'm like, get out my way. Yeah. Apparently, like I, my friend lives in New Hampshire. Um, oh, shout mass out to hole. she's hi, a mass hole. Hi, hi, Liza. Um, she was on the show last <laughs> hi, year. Liza. And uh, crazy, crazy drivers up there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Massachusetts is where all the crazy drivers live. Duh. So everybody in New England knows this. I don't know. I I used to go to summer camp in Maine. So oh God, summer camp. Yes, yes. I am that pretentious <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I went to summer camp in Maine. Hair flip. Mm. Oh, if only Quite. I had enough hair to flip. Uh, no. All right. So all let's right, uh, Fuck it. Ooh, nose. Ooh, it's an IPA finally. Like a real IPA. Jesus. Like, God, that other one didn't have anything on this. This has hops out the butt on yeah. the on the nose, y'all. Like yeah. ooh, that's all that's... literally they're on my nose. <laughs> Careful. Careful. <laughs> We're in third segment, so you gotta not put Shit, it up your nose. Know, right? Whoops. Um 
oh, professionals. Thank, thank fucking God. It's everything I wanted it to be. Oh, this is good as fuck, dude. Mm. That person who put 2.71 on Beer Advocate, give me their give me their name right now so we can call them out. Because um, I want to put my balls on their face. Taylor71491. You are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is not shitty beer. This is really fucking good, actually. This is what they said. God, thinking, I am such a body about them. This, that's okay. We'll put the explicit <laughs> tag on it. Um, thinking this may have been an old bottle because it was definitely not hoppy punch in the mouth. It doesn't need to be though. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth Ugh. for that. No. Oh man. This is this is this is literally everything I hope this bottle would be looking at it. So for those of you who can't see this bottle, the bottle is really zen, like Chris's apartment. Um, <laughs> mm, um, <laughs> namaste. Mm. Um no, it's just got like a CP on the front. Uh, I don't really know what that is. Oh, crop, crop bistro and brewery store. So it's their. I think it's their logo on the front. Um, and, and that's it. And it's printed. And then the back just has a little description. It says Cyber Up, and then has their Facebook link and tells a little bit about the beer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, Cyber Up. I know it's a cyber. High nineteen ninety five called. They want their terms back. It's Vermont. They mm. don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, I mean, yeah. They parents. have a socialist for a senator, ask, and I love him. But ask, ask your parents before you go online. Right? <laughs> right. What? Or Ew. listen to this show. It is. It is printed on the bottle, which is, is nice. Yeah. That's kind of a yeah. high class. It's a nice bottle. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's screened on there. It's not like a paper label. Yeah. And, this is. This has enough. Char- like oh, hop character that you can get some interesting notes from the hops and yeah. not be like oh it's just all bitter yeah it's not overpowering for sure like and you know that like for me as somebody who like i'm a super hop head like the like i was telling chris i had this beer this week it was called vermonster it's 10 percent 100 ibu quote unquote 100 ibu allegedly this has more hop character than that 100 ibu beer did because this to me like Hops should be floral, but they should be citrusy, and mm-hmm. they should be. I mean, de- obviously, depending on which type of hops that you're using. But like, a hop is a flower on a vine. It should taste like a flower on a vine. Yeah, exactly. That adds something, and this has that. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's so good. And it's what's weird about IBUs and how I really hate the whole like metric, like the the numbering system of IBU. empirical measurement of well it, yeah. i mean like it's it's theoretical apparently right. like it's it's you not do, empirical this is bullshit it's like zero to 100 but then there's some that go over 100 apparently right. so like why it's is like there scovilles with hot oh, things god like <laughs> my ghost chili is 18 million scovilles you're like, like oh, i want something that's 18 million oh i hate my life you have like no concept of that it's like it's like going to like japan and find something that's like twenty thousand yen like nobody has that's any two bucks in america like it's right? like yeah. no, nobody has any concept of I what just said I'd an American. Oh, I'm drunk. <laughs> American <laughs> monies. Oh, I am a person of the world. People don't think uh, that's all right. Uh, kind of but asshole. I mean, yeah, I mean, IBUs is less like this weird, arbitrary thing that I feel like uh, people put on the bottle when they're it's like a super hoppy beer. They're like, oh man, we're like 150 IBUs. It like breaks the scale. It's like going to 11 apparently, but it doesn't mean jack shit because. Most of the time, there's 20 other factors that go into the beer, let alone your IBU rating. Yep. And there's no – even though it is a quote-unquote standard, taste standards are wildly different. Like you can go back and forth so much on actual like what is actually bitter, what is actually not bitter based on personal preference and what else is in the beer. Yeah, and in my opinion as somebody who's like a big beer guy and who's somebody who brews myself, like it's – there's so much more to bitter than the word bitter. Like, right. I think it's a loaded word. So, like, everybody's, like, bitter. Like, they think warheads from back when you were in seventh grade. Yep. And you were like, who's going to do the black cherry, bro? Oh, man. It's the most extreme warhead ever. <laughs> but, no, like, so bitter, like, hits different places in your tongue. Like, sweet bitter can be up in the front of your tongue. Like, mild bitter can be in the middle of your tongue. Like, bitter, bitter, like, is going to be in the back of your tongue. That's a real thing. Is <laughs> mm. <laughs> but but I mean this is 
hops should it should balance out malt in a beer. Like that's the whole point of hops is that without hops, you have a sweet beverage that has alcohol in it. AKA for all you hipsters out there, a fucking Moscow mule, mm. um, which is like the new trendy thing. Right, like, apparently. Hey, we got this Moscow mule. Get your like, copper cups ready. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought one for my new oh. house. And then I was like, you know what? I don't drink enough vodka. Um, it's better with gin. FYI. Wait, this is the thing. A gin mule. Oh, I've tried it before and it is delicious. It sounds awesome because of all the florals and gin. No Boom. expert show recommends Moscow mules with gin. Also patreon.com/slash <laughs> no expert show. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. Oh, we're going off the rails shameless uh, plug with Nate <laughs> <laughs> alright anyway back to this beer um, alright so they what did they call it they called it a straw color right I think it's kind of mm, yeah, I'll give it to them now sure. now that I can actually see it in light yeah, totally, totally unfiltered though yes which thank you thank you Jesus for making this unfiltered unfiltered beer versus unfiltered beer which is your preference I'm not going to hate unfiltered you. Unfiltered beer versus other. unfiltered beer or unfiltered beer versus filtered beer? Yeah, that. Okay. The second one. <laughs> second one. Um, <laughs> Yay, beer. I I like unfiltered better because yeah. I feel like mouthfeel can be way different. Yeah. Um, it just adds, uh, ready for the, the most pretentious, it adds umami. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Get your fucking mushrooms out and suck them while he uh, says that, because that's what umami is. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it did does, you know that that umami is like derived from fungus? Yes, I did. It's, I hate Science. mushrooms, but I love umami. Like I get it. It's it is like that. You can't the put your finger taste. on it. The fifth theoretical Japanese taste or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Oh. Ooh, dear. <laughs> Um, it's getting it. This out. is just nope, absolutely not. <laughs> Straight this to this is a conversation on beer. Yeah, um, it, it's unfiltered beers for me. Just add that like extra element of like delicious mouthfeel. Yeah, which is what I'm looking for. Where a lot of unfiltered beers can just feel flat mm-hmm. and just disappear. Where unfiltered beers can be just stay in your mouth a little bit longer mm-hmm. and kind of you can kind of ride the taste a little bit more well they certainly have more complexity to them i feel like because i I agree with you i think you know the sediment that's in unfiltered beer excuse me um is very much a part of the tasting experience of the beer itself like don't get me wrong like if i'm going around like pounding beers like I'm not going with unfiltered because it tends to be heavier in sediment, which is going to be heavier in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me and pounding beers, like generally speaking, if I'm out at the club, mm. I'm not pounding beers. I'm drinking liquor. Yeah. Um, but if I, I'm like chilling at home, like drinking some beers, um, like I, I do, I want to be able to enjoy a beer. I don't want something that's just going to like zip through. And I agree with Chris that like there's a quote unquote umami character about it. Um, but I, I really think like it's the sediment falls on your tongue and it it leaves a different feel. Um, like this is just, this is good. Yeah. I like, I'm getting, I'm getting back to the beer and away from the discussion, but it's, it's it's, it's fucking good. Yeah. It is really delicious. I, out of the three. Not to take into the account the yeah. amount of beer that we've already had. I was going to say, we can get to the to the one, two, three, because I think we tasted them in order, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I'd say, number one, Idle Time. Number two, Le Fin du Monde. But yeah. very close in that one, two. And then the first one, I really forgot it. You'd put Le Fin du Are you well, not a hophead? Uh, I mean, it's I, I appreciate it, but... You know what this it's, in, in in fairness to you though, <clears throat> I think this is like what Le Fin du Monde would be if it added a centennial hop on the brew mm-hmm. and it didn't add a second hop like it didn't add a dry hop. Because this to me tastes like it has centennial on the brew and then it was dry hopped with some sort of a, like a citra. Uh, because you have all the hop in the nose and, and you, you get way too much hop in the nose of it for it to be just hop in the brew. Like this definitely is dry hopped at some point. Yeah. But like Le Fin du Mont, like you don't get any hop in the nose. So like you can clearly tell all the hops were added just during brew time. 
Like this is what Le Fin du Mont wishes it was once it hit puberty. Yeah. <laughs> this is the grown-up fucking version of Le Fin du Mont. <laughs> I mean, but but it's not like a crazy dipper. Like this no. isn't it's not nuts, but it's fucking 8%. But to counteract that, I don't think I would want Le Fin du Mont to to alter that. No, I agree. I think that Le Fin du Mont by itself as it is now is it's a good really great. Triple. Yeah. And, and it's I a think, triple. And I think that's what's really interesting about American craft brewers is that they were taking stuff, really old school traditional stuff like Le Fin du Monde or like a Belgian style or Trappist style or even most recently Kolsch style is oh, kind of Kolsch. coming into trend in craft brewers. It, they're taking it should, you yeah. know, a Kolsch should because uh, like we were talking about this during a break. Um, Nate needed to have a nicotine moment here. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah, I'm quitting this here. Um, no, but uh, like, we were talking about how, like, what is the perfect intro beer to somebody who doesn't love craft beer? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about saisons and how they can be, you know, and I was like, I hate boring saisons that don't have any, you know, I, like, I want it to be fruity as fuck. Yeah. But, but a coal should be, like, a pretty rounded, yeasty, bready beer. Like, that's a good step up. Yeah. Like, if you're somebody out there who hasn't tried a lot of craft brews and, like, you just... Albeit, if you made it this far in the show and you haven't tried craft brews, like <laughs> you need to go back and like re-watch. for God's sake, go drink a beer right now. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, a Kolsch, yeah, like I'm glad people are getting into Kolsch because like Kolsch is a good intro beer. Like, and if you don't know the style really well, like I didn't brew it as my first, my first was actually a Hefeweizen. Um, but it, that's just kind of like what I like as my like everyday go to. Um, but Kolsch is a solid brewski for yeah. sure oh it is like insanely german mm. and that's i yeah. mean Jawohl. i mean coming from my german roots it is it, it, i really like a good kolsch and i have ugh, had many brews that are from american craft beers that are that's a quote-unquote a kolsch, kolsch that is style awful yeah awful mm. yuck yeah. um but it it is it's interesting to see how they are taking these traditional styles and really reworking them and rethinking them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I love about craft beer in general is that it is – you can take something like – what happens if we took like a Belgian triple and then dropped it into like added sriracha? Yeah. <laughs> like what would happen back if – to that sriracha Like beer. what would happen if you did that? And yeah. there's enough room in I feel like the market and – a lot of these larger craft breweries to do crazy shout experimental out, stuff. Shout out, shout out to Dogfish Head for doing that. Yes. Like, legit. Honestly, like, craft brew would not be the same if it weren't for Dogfish Head, like, doing the shit that they do. Because they were like, oh, look, we have this one great IPA that's, like, everybody can get behind. Like, it's 60-minute IPA. Yep. We dig it. Everybody loves it. And then all of a sudden, poof, they build a second brewery. And then let's just start making fucking crazy beer. Yeah. And that's what, and, <laughs> and it's and that's what's ignited craft breweries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dogfish Head is a signpost in all of the craft beer community. I mean, everybody who knows craft beer knows Dogfish Head. They know sixty minute. They know ninety minute. They know right. their Crazy Town one hundred and twenty minute. Like it is, it is delicious. I mean, we should probably do <laughs> yeah. that again sometime. Um, oh, there could be a minute IPA. Ooh, that could, that could be interesting mm-hmm. indeed. Um. But it is the the community itself with these larger brewers and and I I like how Dogfish Head particularly they are so big mm. because sixty minute is their and their pumpkin one that they do during the fall yeah. is their cash cow like right. they can live and continue to produce beer based on those two beers right so they have the flexibility to say let's just i don't know just throw that stuff in the brew kettle and i don't know like we'll figure it out and then if it's bad it's bad if it's good it's good whatever it's beer Mm -hmm. it's beer you drink it whatever yes so first rule of beer brewing you drink it. you have to drink it and and there's enough and i feel like there isn't a lot of room for these smaller craft breweries to do that because there is such a business risk behind it yeah Totes, because sure. it, you're you're looking at at investing a lot of money into 
doing something for that long and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden if it doesn't turn out right you have to do something with that 500 gallons of beer that you just made right because it's not like the home brewer who just like you make it you drink it if it sucks you keep drinking it and right. then like it's gone like you don't you just don't give that six pack away to your friends like yeah. instead like you cry at home <laughs> while, <laughs> while you're drinking and you hope you hope that it's a big enough beer that you can right. get drunk off of it and just be like fuck it but you know i totally agree like breweries aren't willing to take risks on things because they don't want to shake the the status quo like you don't want to fuck up the quotidian succession yeah. long enough to to jack with this now you know here's an interesting thought is as many of like really big craft brewers out there and we were talking about this with so Sun King during the break. Yeah. Are they getting a little too comfortable with their staples? Are they saying, mm. here's here's our three beers that we always brew? Are they becoming like the that's BMC thought, beers? Yeah. Like, that's that's an uh, interesting thought that I've having recently. Like, what are they – Is it is it shifting? So it's funny that you say that because I was actually thinking about that during um, – I watch a redonkulous amount of HGTV and <laughs> Sam Adams has been running like mad ads on like, yes. there. And I don't consider – like for all of those out there, like you can hate me or love me. Like I don't consider Sam Adams a BMC beer. Like I think that Sam Adams has a unique flavor that makes it different than what you would drink at a frat party. And as a member who was a, uh, you know, a dude who was in a fraternity, like I never drank Sam Adams mm-hmm. at a frat party. Um, fraternity, pardon me. <laughs> um, no, but like, so they're, you know, they're talking about like how they're still a craft brewery who has like, you know, craft roots and they, you know, have fun with their dogs at work yeah. and, and throw them into the, the brew kettles and things like that. Oh, <laughs> oh what? Just kidding. They don't do that. <laughs> ASPCA is like, oh, we're subscribed to your podcast now. Um, no, but I, I do. I think, you know, breweries tend to get known for a certain type of beer or yes. a certain at least one run of beer that like becomes redonkulously popular. And then they're like, all right, I'm all all over this beer. Like I have to keep producing this. Like, you know, it's, it's Weemac, it's cream ale, like for Sun King here in Indianapolis. Um, you know, for, I mean, you name your craft brewery, like they have one that's tied to them. I mean, shit, three Floyds, like dark Lord, like, It's what they're known for, or like bells, like hop, uh, hop, two hearted from uh, Bell. No, what's hop? Oh my god, my beer brain's not working right now. Um, hop slam, hop slam. They're they're big, they're big, crazy hop. Like the Uh, only beer, fat tire from (laughs) New Belgium. Oh, which sucks so much, dick. But I mean, (laughs) but I mean, that is sorry. I just really told you how I felt about that. No, but I mean, that's that's what they're known for. I mean, it is New Ranger is so much better. Like they have good beer. Right. There's there's they're known for fat tire. So, I mean, they they make a ridiculous amount of fat tire. But New Belgium also does like my favorite site series. They do Lips of Faith. Yeah. So it's kind of like (laughs) Kim Kardashian's (laughs) Lips (laughs) Um, i said we wouldn't talk about bruce general i don't want to no that's also for those of you who like craft beer i just i have to take a tangent here so my beers are always named after the most tactless thing that somebody can create for them <laughs> and whoever comes up with the less they're the least tactful name gets to name my beer and gets a free six pack always with the beer that i brew um <laughs> i won't name what they've been previously mm-hmm. but just know that i expect there to be a bruce center beer <laughs> in my near future <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. It probably, um, it probably won't be able to decide what kind of beer it is. It's back and forth all day long. Um, yeah. I'm gay, by the way, so I can say shit like. That. <laughs> Please edit that out. Nope, not editing. Um, oh, but yeah, it, it's. I think that it, to to broad stroke it, I think there is a very interesting shift that not a lot of people are seeing because there is. The BMC beers, which I was reading a report. Um, Wait, people write about these beers. 
they do because it's it's the big sales, right? They mm-hmm. it was basically sales numbers and percentage of markets, okay, um, of, of market share, sure. And they still have a huge percent of the market, absolutely. Um, the whole attack ad of craft brewers during the Super Bowl. If you haven't listened to that show, eat a dick, Budweiser. Yuck! Uh, you can go back and listen to that show. I did a a uh, a single uh, kind of op ed piece on that, but it is. It's interesting to see that – for me, I see a, a weird shift happening in craft brewers. Okay. I see craft brewers that are getting really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have a really good market here. We're mm-hmm. only going to make these beers, and we're not going to kind of shift out of the right. whole idea. And – Do IPAs all day long. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I see other craft brewers cutting into them – saying we're not gonna kind of keep the like the standard cash cow beer Mm -hmm. on tap and we're gonna completely throw it away which is really refreshing yeah but there's kind of a a two scary though it is scary there's a kind of a two camp mentality happening breweries that are only keeping their signature beers right and not really kind of branching out and Mm -hmm. when they do branch out it's boring (laughs) Mm -hmm. um not to call out Sun King again, but they did their, uh, and we're really not. We love no, Sun King we love beer. we love Sun King because it's a local beer. It's local Fistful in Indianapolis. Hops for life, great. But they did their um, Indy Eleven, yeah, signature. You know, sponsored whatever. It's right. going to be at all the games. Well, whatever. Soccer I, I tried it. Not really interesting. Well, because it had really, to appeal to the masses. Exactly. Yeah. So is that's kind of like, oh, you're kind of completely flipping the whole idea of doing a craft beer that's completely different from a BMC beer. Mm. Mentality-wise. Craft beer meets capitalism. Yeah. Boom. That's all. I mean, that's all it is, though, is it's legitimately like, you know, if I wanted to sell the beer that I make, you know, and I, I call my shit uh, Brunk's Big Gay Brewery, mm. quite frankly. Now you know. Um, <laughs> but, like, if if I wanted to sell it, like, I would have to mass market something like, oh, oh half of Eisner, like, some, some bullshit. Something that's really accessible. Yeah, some bullshit, like, like ale that's, like, everybody can drink this. And, and fuck that. Like, you know, I, I have fun, like, back-flavoring cider. Like, you know, I'm going to throw fucking vegetables into my beard just because I Carrots. can. Yeah, like, like <laughs> boom. We call this one vitamin C, and then we play the graduation song oh, while we're no. drinking it. Like, no, I mean, like, but like that's the fun that you get to have as a home brewer. And yes. like, I, honest to God, I think you should have a whole show on craft or like home brewing versus like craft breweries. Yes, even though like these are beers that are accessible. BT Dubs. I'm going to plug this beer again. Idle Time India Pale Ale from Stowe, Vermont. You should fucking drink this Not beer. Not a real place. It, it is. <laughs> it's somewhere between Virgins and, and yeah, which is also again, a real place. And they have a fucking, fucking amazing bakery there. You're making there up places. <laughs> with a French dude and a dog. Again, I don't think that's real. I think it's completely made up. <laughs> My sister is going to be like, we hate all you people down south. Hi, Linda. Right. Hi. <laughs> no, but, like, I mean... There, there's a difference between what's commercially what what breweries can do commercially and what home brewers can do in their backyard because they have five weeks to waste and fifty bucks because they don't give a fuck and yeah. they're like you know what whatever turns out I'm gonna drink this ghost pepper beer that makes me shit fireballs for <laughs> why not three why hours not? Yeah, like, exactly yeah yep I've been thinking about a ghost pepper beer but I I'm scared do it no um. Nate, thanks for coming on the show this week. Dude, thanks for having me. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Go to twitter.com slash noexpertshow. Facebook.com. We still use Facebook at facebook.com slash noexpertshow. Noexpertshow.com is the place you can get all the past shows. If you're interested to listen to previous shows all the way back in season one. No Which expert, you should do. Do it. Um, and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment and star it really helps every single week and of course you can contribute <laughs> as we have often already plugged patreon.com slash no expert show there you go perfect you you have a face for radio thanks mom <laughs> i swear to god i got my job at my old radio station because i put on my fucking resume like mom says i have a face for radio oh, god. and they interviewed me so yes go to patreon.com slash no expert show to support your local 
craft brew shit talking podcast uh <laughs> contribute 25 cents contribute a dollar contribute five dollars i'm gonna give 50 after mm. this show oh my gosh uh you can i'm a, releasing exclusive stuff just for patrons um Ooh. every single week so if you want some extra content some different content going on you can go to patreon.com and it just helps support the show every single week so nate thanks so much for coming on the show this week Dude, it's my pleasure, and because you're doing this outro, I just got to pour the last of this uh, idle time into my glass, so I, I hope you don't enjoy the stuff that you're not having. But hey, it was a pleasure. Seriously, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>